This is a Capricorn FM podcast. We want to speak to the Human Sciences Research Council. They're disappointed of the uptake on the on PrEP, saying it is lower than it had hoped. And um, so we want to speak to the Human Sciences Research Council Clinical Projects Director, Dr. Shannon Bosman, who says they initially anticipated that the oral PrEP pill will lower HIV incidence, but this has been thwarted by low uptake, challenges with daily adherence and uh, poor PrEP persistence and, and, and other issues. So we've got um, Dr. Bosman on the line to speak to us. Good evening. Doc, welcome to Capricorn Talk. Good evening. Um, good evening and good evening to all your listeners. Thank you for having me. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. So, reports are saying that the uptake on, on PrEP has been lower than anticipated. But let's start just two steps backwards as to what is PrEP? What are we talking about there? Yeah, sure. So PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis. So it's referring to products that people who are HIV negative can use to um, prevent being infected with HIV. And these products are antiretrovirals um, that are used and taken um, at people who are at risk or feel they're at risk of HIV or um, at times when they may be at risk of HIV mm. to then prevent them being infected. So at the moment, the, the product that's available is oral prep Mm -hmm. which is a once daily pill um, that's taken it's a combination of two drugs in one pill and it's taken every day for how long so it's something that's taken as people feel that they're at risk so you know if you're talking about hiv treatment when someone's hiv positive they we encourage people to initiate treatment and they then have to be on that Mm. for the rest of their life but with prep you have to have a discussion with a person about why they're at risk and they need to take it for the times in their life that they're at risk. If they're not at risk, then they can stop it. So if someone's in a relationship when they're not sure of their partner's status or um, if their partner's HIV positive and only just starting ARVs, they could take PrEP. Mm. If their partner then has a suppressed viral load and is doing well on treatment, they may then choose to stop it. Or if they, part, they have another partner who then tests HIV negative um, and they're not at risk anymore, then they could, you know, they could stop it. So, so people start and stop it as, as they're at risk. Okay, so, so there is a lower uptake than mm-hmm. anticipated. And talk to us about that concern there. Yeah, so we know that PrEP um, is very effective at preventing HIV when it's taken every day. And that's one of the challenges with PrEP is that it, at the moment, the product that's available is a, is a tablet that has to be taken every day. Mm. And at the moment, people who are wanting PrEP have to go to a clinic or a healthcare provider. They have to go and seek it out. They have to take time. Uh, It may cost them money to travel to the clinic. Mm. Um, Even though it is available through Department of Health, uh, the Department of Health Clinics. But it takes time and it costs money. And then it's a tablet you have to take every day for someone who's not ill. So that's challenging for people. Mm. And we need to find ways to deliver PrEP that's more accessible, but also look at different products so people have more of a choice of how to take PrEP. All right, and I'll come back to the consistency of it and people not being consistent with it because it goes to that question I was asking earlier of how long. But but let's establish a few other grounds first before we come back to this. So um, 
the, the uptake has, has been lower and, and, and a number of contributing factors there. And in, 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 in the, is there something that perhaps is being done to address that? Is there perhaps even, whether it's information dissemination or otherwise that people are aware of the benefits and so on? Yes, I think there is a lot of work being done on that at the moment. As I said, it is now available um, uh, through Department of Health on the essential medicines list uh, for primary health care. So it should be available in all primary health care clinics. There are organizations and Department of Health trying to get information out there um, and, you know, let people know about PrEP, who should take it, when they should take it, and how they should get it. But there's also been work done to look at how, and this is some of the work HSRC is doing, is how do we deliver PrEP outside of clinics? Mm. So is there a way that people could access it without having to go to a health facility? Mm. Is there? So at the moment, these are all through um, research projects that are being done, implementation studies, mm. not, uh, you know, not fully rolled out. But we're looking at ways that in community settings or through home delivery, um, that people could request PrEP or 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 access PrEP mm. in easier locations mm. and, and reducing the, the barriers around that. So can we dispense um, more months medication at a time instead of um, small amounts of medication so people have it at home when they need it? Dr. Bosman, so you say, and of course this can be pre-exposure, and uh, was there ever a concern that its use may be... Uh, for some may may not use it properly, that it may encourage, I'm trying to be careful, reckless behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, that was something that people asked and thought about when we, when we started um, looking into these products. It isn't something that we've seen. So, so with all the studies and trials that have been done, you, you take history on, pe- how, on people's behaviors, they their sexual partners, the the use of, of other protective measures such as condoms, mm. and actually through the counselling and information that's given along with PrEP, so mm. it's not just a medicine that's given with, with no information, mm. when people are counselled and tested and given information, it empowers them, and they think, we've seen that people then think more about other ways that they could protect themselves. So we haven't, there hasn't been a demonstrated increase in what may be perceived as risky behavior once people start PrEP. So it's not as if you're saying now people will, will put themselves at risk yeah. because of this. Because, so, so because there's no reckless behavior, so someone does not say, I'm going to take, take PrEP and I'm going to take a few other liberties with protection and because I'm protected by PrEP and, and, and then if they were to behave in that ma- manner, if they then take PrEP, what is the situation like? How do you decide? I'm going back to that question. How do you decide? Let's say you suspect exposure. You had a reckless behavior mm-hmm. that, that, that you believe has exposed you. Mm-hmm. After that, how long do you continue taking it? Because you spoke about maybe people are not encouraged, they get discouraged, and persistency may be an issue. Yeah, so I suppose there's sort of two things. There's pre-exposure prophylaxis prep. That's what we're talking about. So you you start that before you've yeah. you at risk and and you take it. And then if you've had a risky, if you're not on any medication yeah. or anything, and you have a risky exposure, then that's post-exposure prophylaxis. Yes. So that's sort of slightly different. 
But with PrEP, if you are on taking PrEP, and you have, and you decide you want to stop it, what we counsel people is that you should continue for 28 days after your last last time that you may think you were at risk of getting HIV. Okay, all right. So if you ending your relationship and you decide you're not going to be in a relationship now, you can take it for 28 days after your last sex act, and then you could you could stop it and you would have been protected from that. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Bosman. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening. That is Dr. Shannon Bosman from the Human Sciences Research Council. She is the clinical projects director there talking about this issue. We want to come back here in the province as well, speaking to Treatment Action Campaign, the Limpopo managers, Mr. Daniel Matewula. Mr. Matewula, so Human Sciences Research Council is concerned that the uptake is lower than expected on, on PrEP. What has been your observation in the province? All right. In, in, in the province, um, we have a problem when, when it comes to the enrollment of um, uh, the PrEP because this enrollment is done by implementing partners than the Department of Health itself. And of course, uh, there's a lack of community engagement and education in, in our communities and there's lack of information and where uh, the lack of information as in where can we access uh, the PrEP which facilities are enrolling PrEP in our communities and the publication like uh, talking about PrEP in social media and pamphleteering and, and, and so forth, whereby we, we think uh, PrEP is less advertised than mm. other services rendered by the department here. Yeah. But you also said it's other role players that are responsible for its uh, rolling out. Yeah, they are. They are. They, they, they are some implementing partners in, in, in Limpopo who are responsible in, in, in rolling the, the, the PrEP, but the department is, is, is not responsible on that. They are just partnering with the department to roll out um, the PrEP in their facilities. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what does that mean? That one goes to these implementing agents? Yeah, it, 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 it goes to implementing agents because um, we, we have been talking with the department about PrEP I mm. think uh, we have been looking at this information. Mm. We have been asking the department whether they are willing to, 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 to roll out PrEP in, in, in different facilities in our communities. Mm. But now they are saying they are not yet there, but they are still looking at some things, at uh, the cost effectiveness of the PrEP and other uh, challenges that they might encounter when it comes to ARVs versus uh, PrEP in, in, in the province. So implementing partners are doing that on their behalf. Yeah. Okay, just, just so, sorry, help me out here. And, and I know I'm being a little slow on this. If yeah. I want PrEP today, where must I go? Yeah. Um, it is not that much clear in our province as in where to go uh, to access uh, a PrEP. But I can say a person must go to the nearest facility to check whether that facility involves a prep because um, it's not every facility that the implementing partners are working on. So, 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 meaning that not every facility in Limpopo is enrolling prep, or else the implementing partners are enrolling prep. So, 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 it's very much difficult uh, to direct a person to say, "Go to so and so clinic, and you'll find prep." Uh, that that is how difficult it is now uh, when it comes to accessing prep in in the province. So if we say there's lower intake and there isn't easy access, that makes sense. Lower, if the access is not easy, yes. that would create lower intake. Exactly. 
So, so, so that is a challenge, you see. And, and, and of course, as, as civil society organization, we are trying to, 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 to make um, a department aware that uh, it is uh, very much difficult um, to our communities. You know, we are doing a lot of education in, in, in communities. Mm. But um, after educating people, people are willing to take um, a, a prep, but uh, the problem is where they can go to access such. Are people also aware of its benefits and its use? Yeah, I can say partially. I can say um, they are aware. Some of them are aware, but not everybody is aware of um, a a PrEP. Um, Because I think um, PrEP was supposed to to be available everywhere. Mm. The information was supposed to be available everywhere so that people can know where to access this um, PrEP. Let me say we have key populations, the, 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 the MSM, the sex workers, who are supposed to take part and leading on this campaign to say, where can we access a PrEP in our communities or in, um, in our facilities? Like I said, it is very much difficult to say to a person, go to this facility to access such a, 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 a service in, 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 in our communities. So... It is making things difficult for us as as, as civil society organization and of which we are doing um, a hard work to educate our communities to say where PrEP and PrEP is very much important because it prevents HIV to a person who is vulnerable to Mm. to, to HIV. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Ngambona. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.